Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. But God orchestrated because he wanted to speak to me there and to you. So we're going to have to be learned to be flexible and submit to what God wants to do. Would you write this down? If I'm going to walk with Jesus, number one, I'm going to have to submit to the will of God. See, he knows better. He knows what to do. I'm going to have to learn to submit to the will of God. Jesus said, I only do those things that the Father tells me to do. So get ready. You can hear from God. You will hear from God. Just be ready to step out in obedience. God tells us not to hold back. Enlarge our sight, stretch out our curtains, strengthen your stakes. Pastor Mark will use these commands as a call on the Christian life to go for it. In everything you do in your life, be prepared to go the distance for God. Be bold, abundant, and confident in God's calling for your life. And know that as you stretch, lengthen, and strengthen, you might experience discomfort, discord, and discouragement because of the growth process. But you can trust God to magnify your growth and to use you to further His kingdom. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now let's join Pastor Mark in the book of 1 John chapter 2, verse 5, for our continuing study entitled, Walk with Jesus and Expect the Unexpected. Now, there's one more. It's called the Global Kingdom Partnership Network. I never heard of it in my life. When I first got the, the, the email and letter and whatever, I just threw it away. Because an old guy, I don't, he, they invited me to a, Linda and I to a meeting in Dallas. I don't have time to go to Dallas. I'm not really interested. Well, as I began thinking about it, I saw in there there was one Calvary Chapel guy. I don't know him, so I called him and asked him about it. Well, he gave me a little more, and I went, well, maybe God's trying to say something here. So I called my secretary and says, do you still have the email, the one I trashed? She says, oh, I do. She's a great secretary. So I pulled it out, and I called the, the guy, Ellie Dantis is the head of it. And it's an organization that was established three or four years ago. They meet once a year for four days, and it's mega church pastors from around the world. They meet to encourage pastors, build them up, network them with other pastors so that they can learn how to be more effective in their churches and ministering around the world. Well, as I began to think about it, when we went... It was pretty humbling, actually, because there's only 70 megachurch pastors they're inviting, and 100, they're capping it. And I'm thinking, I don't know you. I don't know why you sent me the letter. I have no idea anything about this organization. As I was there at the meeting with Linda, we felt led to go. I'm so glad we did. While they're there, I'm rubbing elbows with pastors. We have 150 to 200,000 people in the church. Next year, it's in uh, Guatemala. I, I talked to the pastor. I said, wow, we, we do some work in Guatemala. He says, oh, you'll come. You love the church. God's doing great things. I said, well, you, you have a big church? He said, well, it's, it's okay. 50,000. 
Every week, 50,000. Well, anyway, I'm sitting talking to this lady. And I'm talking to another guy over here. And I'm hearing about many churches, many churches. They, they have five, six, seven thousand people in small groups. I'm talking to some other people. And they said, we've just exceeded 400 church plants. 400? We've, we've done two. So you understand what I'm doing while I'm there. So I'm listening to this lady, and she says, in Brazil, I think it was, I'm over this group of children in small groups. Children. Five to 12. Children in small groups. They have lessons that they learn. They meet in homes. She said, it's in lots of cities. I said, well, how many children do you have that you're over in this? 50,000 children. And the children, six and seven, are inviting their neighbor friends in, and their neighbor children are getting saved. Are you kidding me? So it just blew my mind. Now I kind of knew why God had us there, to just begin to stimulate my mind and humble me and whatever. So we were so blessed. We were at Gateway Church in, in Dallas, which hosted the event. But I want to share with you this morning one special thing that God did while we were there. On the last evening, we were at tables of eight or ten so you could interact, and then every time you went back to a meeting, they changed your table. So you had to meet new people, which was really good. Well, they said, I want you, men, I want you to stand with another pastor. There's about 70 pastors there from around the world. And then uh, I want you, your pastor's wives, I want you to meet with the pastor's wife and pray for her. So we just prayed for a couple minutes. My wife's praying for a lady, and I'm praying over this guy named Victor. Victor's from Africa. Big church in Africa. Never met Victor in my life. He doesn't know who I am. The only reason I know is Victor because that was his name tag, Victor. He doesn't know me at all. I pray over him. And as I finish praying, here's his prayer to me. Now remember, I don't know the guy. He doesn't know me. I'm not sure to this day still how I got to the meeting. I finally asked the leader. I said, how do people get to this meeting? He says, well, someone actually invites you and recommends that you come. I said, I don't know any of these people. Who would have invited me? Who do you think invited me? That's amazing, isn't it? He began praying like this. Now, God, would you continue to bless Mark and his church? Now, God, would you continue to strengthen their stakes and lengthen their cords And God, would you continue to expand their church for your honor and your glory? Do you understand what you just heard? I don't know him. He doesn't know me. But God knew both of us. So what did you just hear? It was an expansion of that which he's begun. This is the next phase. How would a guy from Africa talk about Isaiah 54? Pounding the stake, get ready, going to expand. Only God knew that. He said, Pastor, I don't know that God speaks that way. Really? <laughs> then why are you here? Because God speaks. So this is for you at all of our campuses. This is for me. You know what happens sometimes As we have expanded and have great influence and God opens all kinds of doors. Linda, I just got back. I can't even tell you this one. We just got back. We got invited to another meeting. I don't don't go to all these meetings. Just got back from a two-day meeting where I made interactions with people you can't believe. 
you're going to see so many of these. It's all God. He's going to use you to change our world. So I want to share with you as I went home. By the way, I never told Victor anything. I couldn't get my arms wrapped around it. I went home and I said to my wife, I don't know why we're here. Now I know why we're here. Because God says, don't just think you've arrived now. So you got three campuses. So you're one of the top churches in the world. Big deal. There's tons of lost people around here. So he's saying to me as a pastor and to you, this is for all of us. Let me read what I wrote. God was saying this, I'm making you aware to get ready because I'm going to continue to give CCM more spiritual influence, influence that will spread out to the north, the south, the east, west. It's not about our church. It's about the influence of God. You're going to see many lost people being added to my kingdom. Get ready to disciple them. Get them into small groups. You'll be planting many new churches. You'll be sending new missionaries around the world. Don't get comfortable because I'm going to stretch the faith of your pastors and elders and leaders and every single Christ follower at CCM. Vieira, Sebastian, the work camp in Melbourne. Now expect me to do more amazing things as you win and disciple the lost who are searching for purpose and meaning in their life. I want you to write this down. Every Christian, every Christ follower, this is your future. In the next few years, I don't know what it looks like at all, but I want you to write this down. If I'm going to walk with Jesus, you in your personal life have to expect expanded abilities, expanded resources, expanded opportunities, and expanded influence for the glory of God. Now, some of you that are listening to this, let me remind you the definition of insanity. (laughs) Expecting different results, but just being the same person you've always been. It will not work. So you're going to be stretched. I've already locked the doors at all the campuses so nobody can leave. (laughs) Yes, you. Because it's good for us. If you call this your church, this is a renewed prophecy for you. From God. Start asking God to continue to grow you spiritually. Be ready to go and touch your neighborhood, your place of work, your school, your campus, your neighborhood. Of course, the world. As we go, the stakes have to go down deeper. See, as God expands us, my relationship with him must go deeper because the enemy will hate this prophecy. It doesn't matter. God's greater than the enemy. But you're going to experience spiritual warfare. Somebody said, I, I, never, I, never, I never sense Satan coming against me. And the individual said to him, could it be you're walking with him? Hello. I want you to see this verse. Colossians 2, 6, and now just as you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, it's the beginning, you must continue to live in obedience to him, to walk with him. Let your roots grow down into him and draw up that spiritual nourishment and power from him. Then you will grow in your faith. Change requires faith. 
We're spiritual people. We, we don't live by our five senses. In the spiritual world, we, we live by faith. It, it's evidence of things not seen. Somebody said to me, Pastor Word, like, can you define for me now in eight steps what this next phase looks like? No, I cannot. I'm not God. But God knows. So we just have to be ready. And he continues, strong and vigorous in the truth you were taught. Now, there's four words I want you to write. And I want you to keep them in your Bible, in your devotion book, and be meditating on them over the next few years. Here's the four words. Write them down. All of the campuses, write them down right now. Stretch, spread, enlarge, and do not be afraid, Melbourne, Vieira, Sebastian, the work camp. Do not be afraid. You see, when God gives a vision to us and shows us the future, it should stimulate passion in us. And I want to give you a picture of how that looked for the disciples. Because the disciples saw this over and over again. So turn with me in your Bibles to a very familiar passage, Mark chapter 6. And let me walk you through quickly how that looked to the disciples. Because this is how it's going to look for you. By the way, some of you here are not Christians. Well, none of this is for you. But you'll want to become a Christian because this is how life is lived. So after the service at any of our campuses, I'm going to just ask you to come and accept Christ. Just walk down later at the end as people are leaving. And you can find purpose and meaning. See, our purpose and meaning doesn't come from serving ourselves. We were here to change the world. Now look at verse 30. Now the apostles, the twelve, gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Now we learn from the other Gospels that these disciples had just returned from an extensive training mission without Jesus. This is the first time they went out on their own. And they'd seen firsthand this thing that we started the service with today. Expect the unexpected. There were miracles and changed lives. God stretched their faith. And, and hopefully they were beginning to learn this. Never underestimate what God can do through us. So they were excited about Look at verse 31. Then because so many people were coming and going that they didn't even have a chance to eat, Jesus said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Let me say this to you. Much of your direction for each day is going to come from your quiet time. You'll need to pull yourself aside because the world just bombards us with so many things. And listen to the Father. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw, let me just share, look at me and I'll, I'll share how that worked. Here's the Sea of Galilee. And they're taking a boat across the Sea of Galilee. Well, the people on the shore, people on the shore can see the boat in the water. So what do they do? They run around the shore and get to the other side. Jesus is trying to go to a secret place and go off to rest. Well, when they get to the shore, guess what Jesus sees? He sees about 15,000 men, women, and children waiting for them. Hi, how are you? And Jesus is expecting to get off. The disciples are expecting to get off to have some rest. Some rest. Well, look what happens. What's Jesus going to do? Look at, here, here's what many of us would think. 
Jesus says to the, watch me, Jesus says to the crowd of 15,000, 15, wow, I'm glad you're here. Let, let's all get in a circle. Let's give a group hug. <laughs> now see ya. We're going to go rest. This is what the disciples would have wanted to do. But watch what Jesus does. Look at verse 34. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Jesus knew that somebody had just changed his schedule. Who was it? God. God had just rearranged his rest. He'd have to rest later. Jesus had compassion on them. They were people without direction and protection and provision and purpose. As you and I continue to watch God open new doors for us individually and corporately, remember God knows the future. You're going to have some plans. God's going to change those plans. I hadn't planned to go to Dallas. That was the last thing in my mind. Didn't want to go to Dallas. But God orchestrated because he wanted to speak to me there and to you. So we're going to have to be learned to be flexible and submit to what God wants to do. Would you write this down? If I'm going to walk with Jesus, number one, I'm going to have to submit to the will of God. See, he knows better. He knows what to do. I'm going to have to learn to submit to the will of God. Jesus said, I only do those things that the Father tells me to do. So get ready. You can hear from God. You will hear from God. Just be ready to step out in obedience. The next thing I want you to write is this. When Jesus walked out, he had compassion. He had compassion. So the next one I want you to write is this. If I'm going to walk with Jesus, I have to be compassionate. Jesus didn't give him a big group hug. You have on your, on your wrist a bracelet. It says love is a what? It's a verb. You do something. Compassion is, is not some, some kind of a feeling. It's it's an action. So what did Jesus do? He taught them. He taught them. I believe that one of the reasons God continues to use CCM, plus many other churches, obviously, is because he knows at our campuses, we teach the word of God. We believe the Bible is all God's word. We believe the truth of this Bible changes anybody's life. Notice that Jesus started with the spiritual. Later, he's going to feed them. It doesn't really matter the order, but you'll never find us working in in a church, local church, or a mission around the world where all we do is touch the physical. No, we have to do both. And by the way, in the old days, we just learned to do the physical, never touch the, the practical. No, we have to help the poor. So we have lots of homeless kind of ministries and all those kind of things. We need to do all of that. So... What did the disciples learn as they watched Jesus? Not only to submit to the will of God, somebody else was directing their lives, but to learn to be compassionate for people and go like, man, this is like a divine appointment. I'm not tired of people. No, they had compassion. But here's what they learned. If I'm going to walk with Jesus, all people need to be taught and loved. Every single person needs to be loved. And the greatest thing we can do for them spiritually is teach them about God. Now, outside of the walls of our campuses that I'm speaking to this morning, you around the world on the Internet, there's way more than 15,000 people that need direction, protection, provision, and purpose. Thinking about them is not enough. 
We have to ask God to open doors of opportunity so we can touch them. We have to ask God to help us to learn to engage in meaningful conversation. I'll say more at the end. Verse 35. Some of you have heard of Balmer Minutes, haven't you? Balmer Minutes is you're supposed to end at 1215. I'm almost always there, but a a few minutes after. Well, maybe almost always a few minutes after Balmer Minutes. Well, I, I, I took this from Jesus. I did. Don't laugh at me. Look at verse 35. Now, remember, Jesus is teaching. Notice what it says here. By this time, it was late in the day. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) See, he just went over. So don't complain to me anymore. Just talk to God. Okay. In fact, you'll see the disciples were angry just like you are. Watch it. So his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late, Jesus. 1220, what are you doing? Now watch what the disciples say. Send the people away so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. That's insanity. Send the people away? Send them away? God, I I don't want to go through that open door. Just send them away, God. Get them somewhere. Here's a Bible. Have a nice time. Get, Get them away from me, God. But Jesus said this. You give them something to eat. 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 In the commons, you give them something. In the cafetorium, you. In Vieira and Sebastian, you give them something to eat. Oh, Pastor Mark, I thought like this this vision from God and this prophecy is, is really just for you. I just killed that, didn't I? I'm not around the people you're around. I can't be. I'm in my own circle of people. You give them something to eat. Well, I can't. Yes, you can. You give them. They need to be loved. They need to be taught. Well, they continue and say, well, there's going to be eight-month wages. They get the calculator out. See, it's not with the five senses. When God opens the door, he'll do stuff supernaturally to us. And by the way, when God opens the door and, and you get a chance to talk with somebody, you don't open it with like this. Well, this morning I prayed for an open door. And praise God, you're it. <laughs> when you open your eyes, they'll be gone. I would be gone. All you just do is start engaging, loving them. Anything I can help you with. You know, I know God, and there's a million ways to get to it. Well, the disciples, as this story finishes, will learn two things. I want you to write them both down. Number one, the disciples would would learn this. We cannot meet the need with our own resources. Just admit it this morning. You cannot meet the need of people. I cannot meet the need of you with my resources. That's why I teach the Word of God. I can't meet your need. Are you ready to be used by God in amazing ways? If you said yes, then get ready. Pastor Mark wants you to be a part of God's great plan to further His kingdom. This is an opportunity for you to help enlarge, stretch, lengthen, and be strengthened. But with all of this, God will grow you spiritually. And as you continue to walk with Jesus, He will expand your abilities, your resources, and your opportunities. Get ready. God is going to move. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. 
To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Now here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. The message number from today's broadcast is 6106. And the title of this message is Walk with Jesus and Expect the Unexpected. Again, today's message number is 6106. And the title of this message is Walk with Jesus and Expect the Unexpected. Place a marker in your Bibles and join us next time here on Lessons for Living as we continue to learn how to be stretched, enlarged, strengthened, and used by God. And God will give us all of the resources we need to do exactly what He calls us to do. It doesn't matter what we need. God has endless resources. He can and will meet any need. Pastor Mark will ask us if we're ready to be challenged, to be used. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from the book of 1 John. That's next time on Lessons for Living. has seen and our ears have heard his word made flesh in a hurting world a new hope he is giving lord let us hear your lessons for living